0: Just a quick note, today's podcast was an extra long one, and so we had to divide it into two different episodes. This is part two of the episode, so if you haven't listened to part one yet, be sure to go back and listen to that one before listening to this. All right. So the the next next city that we're going to go to now, we're going to head over to the east coast, to the northeast to Boston. So this was a place where you lived for a while as well. Um, it's a city that I've only been to one time. I just spent uh, a weekend there one time, but uh, enjoyed my stay. Unfortunately, it was like in the middle of December and there was freezing, but um, still was able to uh, to see some of the city and try some restaurants. So um, when you think of Boston, uh, is there any particular restaurant that stands out to you uh, that you want to want to feature today?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, just in general, when I do think of Boston and Boston food, I, I still think of I still think of seafood. You know, they they're kind of known for like their clam and their clam chowder. Um, it's, it's really good. Very tasty. Um, Boston has a lot of high end restaurants. So, I mean, just in general, just to live in Boston, it's a little bit more expensive than most other cities in the U.S., but still pretty good food there. Um, The restaurant I wanted to highlight was called Mira. Um, Mira, Boston. It's a Black-owned restaurant. Again, it is very delicious. Um, I lived in Boston for a little less than a year, and I'm about to have this place 20 to 30 times. That is how good it is. And some of the the meals or the entrees I have obviously multiple, multiple times, but, uh, Boston is definitely very good. Uh, Mita, um, great thing about this restaurant. They always have a chef special every week, um, where the chef could basically do whatever he wants and puts it on the menu for, you know, a select price. and then, uh, you could try it. So to go once a week and try new things from a restaurant that already tastes good. Um, definitely very good. Definitely very good. But just to start off, Usually what I got was um, the glazed duck wings. The glazed duck wings was very good. It, it's, it's a meal that I I ordered very, very often. Um, set you off pretty good, especially if you're really, really hungry. Uh, definitely an appetizer just to set you off for the meal. The main entree that I got, and Mita is known for their pasta. Sorry, I, I, I should have said that at the beginning, but... Their pastas are very good. Their nochi is delicious. But the thing that I love the most is their short rib lasagna. Yes, I said it, short rib lasagna. There is rib in the lasagna. It is so good, so tasty. It might honestly be a meal for two. It's pretty decent um, in in size and uh, portion. And if you don't get that a very close second, is there eggplant parmesan. That is delicious as well. If you um, are vegetarian or something like that, you're not going to lose any flavor by having no meat or anything like that. It it, it rivals the short-lived lasagna. You know, I, I fought between those two almost every time I went there. Um, but like I said, the Notri is really good. Uh, the Classic Carbana, sorry, Carbonara is good. Um, you can't go wrong at Mita. Um, I stayed in a, in an area called Dorchester, which is right next to, you know, kind of the city of, of Boston. And, um, you know, Mita wasn't wasn't very far, maybe a five, 10 minute drive. Um, have outside seating, inside seating. It's a smaller restaurant. It's a smaller restaurant. You don't have to look super duper nice. It's not super duper expensive uh it's kind of a restaurant for everybody their drinks also phenomenal um you can honestly go there just the first time i went there i didn't even eat i just kind of had like a little brunch drink very very good the the restaurant owner and 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 you know the people who work there definitely know what they're talking about uh they definitely know what they're doing you can ask a lot of questions uh almost could get a drink made to order to be honest if you're if you're that um, knowledgeable about, you know, different things and different liqueurs and mixes and stuff like that. But Mira definitely on the list. Very, very good. Uh, was my favorite restaurant in Boston for sure.
0: You know, you went there quite a bit during the short time that you lived in Boston. So is this a type of place where you would go like on a weeknight or like you would order takeout from here? Or is it more of a place you like you reserve for for a nice like Friday, Saturday night type of dinner?
1: Um, I think in my experience, you could go to for all all of all of the above, you know, weeknight, weekend, or you could order out. I've done it all. I will preference this by saying that I did live in Boston during the heart of COVID. So it wasn't like there was a lot to do on the weekend, like going out and hanging out with friends and things of that nature. Uh, the most things you could probably do around that time was go out to eat, with, with you know, with your friends. And that's where you kind of got your drinks and you kind of got your social life on. Um, and this was definitely on the list of one of those places you could go, have a good time, have a drink. Um, it's not a bar scene. I wouldn't say it's that. It's more of a restaurant type of vibe. Uh, but it's a cool kind of vibe. Like You don't have to wear a, a three-piece suit or anything. Um, you know, it's pretty casual, but but definitely an environment where you feel like you're getting your money's worth.
0: And what would you kind of describe about the neighborhood that you lived in like i know this is seems like a nice uh not super upscale but you know well kept up nice um italian restaurant like was it a lot of italian restaurants in the area or kind of what was what was the vibe like oh no
1: i live with the rastas (laughs) no man i lived in dorchester so dorchester was was pretty urban a lot of uh, Jamaican food, you know, you get a lot of oxtails, you get a lot of uh, things of that nature, plantains, uh, you know, cabbage and rice and things of that nature. So, uh, Dorchester was, this was right outside, you know what I mean? So, it's about another 10-minute drive outside of Dorchester, but um, if it, 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 that whole area, even the area of the restaurant, Mita, um, it's not... I wouldn't say it's heavily Italian or anything like that. I think that, you know, most of the area in Boston is is pretty um, of the Caribbean kind of descent. Um, so, yeah.
0: Okay, cool, cool. And um, so... Again, you know, I know your your experience in Boston wasn't wasn't a long time, but you were there long enough to get a feel for the city, try some different places. So how do you say Boston as a food city stacks up to New Orleans, Houston, you know, some of these other places where you've lived or, or traveled?
1: Um, honestly, you know just speaking, I would say it's not that great in terms of food in Boston um boston is a is another city that is near a lot of water so they pride themselves on a lot of seafood and it just doesn't hit the same like in comparison to new orleans you're not going to get the seasoning the Creole of new orleans the culture of new orleans the you know where you feel like you're really in the water while you're eating that seafood or on a boat where you're eating that seafood like you would in new orleans um you know the their clam is good and and they do do some good things. don't get me wrong, but as a whole in, in and in a out of the you know the typical city that I've eaten in and I've lived in a lot of different places, as y'all could see, um Boston does not make the list it doesn't stack up as well, but I would say if you if you pick or pull this restaurant out of Boston, it would make it anywhere.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so the weekend that i spent in boston i think i ate at maybe three different restaurants and um it was a small sample size but i wouldn't say that i was blown away by anything or um you know it didn't didn't leave a huge impression on me so um yeah it's interesting to get get that perspective from from you as well especially because you have a lot to compare it to since you've lived in different places um so yeah with that said you know let's uh head on down to, to the South, to, uh, to Texas. Um, so Houston, the city you, you know best, uh, cause you grew up in the area, live there now. And, um, and it's a great city. I mean, I have also spent some time in Houston. I'm fortunate to, um, you know, travel there for work quite a bit when I was working in a role where, where I used to, uh, to travel more. And so I would spend maybe one or two months of the year down in Houston and got to, see see the city got a chance to try restaurants and see some of the nightlife and and everything like that and uh loved it so yeah just to get started want to hear your uh i guess initial thoughts on on the houston food scene and what stands out to you
1: uh yeah sure um first and foremost yeah andrew did come down in houston i could vouch for that me and him went out Couple times had a couple, you know, a couple meals, a couple drinks. It was a great time back in our right out of college days, right? <laughs> but Houston, guys, it is so big. There's all types of food here. That's one of the reasons I love Houston the most. My favorite city in the world because it's so cultured. You're going to find great Mexican food, Tex Mex. Mexican food and Tex Mex, there is a difference. Uh, you'll learn that if you ever come down here. But Mexican food, Tex-Mex, Asian food, Indian food, African food, soul food, barbecue. Houston, I'm telling y'all guys that it has it all. And I I just love it because whatever you're in the mood for, you're definitely going to find. But um, one of the Texas staples or or Houston staples is a a franchise called Papa's. Um, And I'm pretty sure or hopefully some of y'all have heard of Papa's. That's probably the more famous one out of all the Papas, but there's the Papacitos, which is more Mexican. There's a Papas Barbecue, which is more, obviously, barbecue, Papa Does. You get the dough from, you know, the Creole, and the, and the it's like a New Orleans-style food. Um, there's a Papas Seafood, uh, a lot of Papas around Houston, but I want to highlight Papa Does. Cannot go wrong with that. Um, you just got to try it. It's not. I'll be honest with you. You know, the Papa Doe is not the best Creole food you're going to find, but it's a staple that you definitely have to try. They have a drink called the Three Wheel Motion. All you need is one. Great, great franchise,
0: the Papa Do's. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think that was one thing that I also didn't realize until I had spent some time in Houston was its proximity to, to New Orleans. Because like you said, the Papa Doe kind of has that um, you know that creole type of type of food and so there is some of that um, that you know has maybe come over from from Louisiana and and uh, made its way to Houston and in and, and the cuisine. The Cajun,
1: the Cajun kind of style right like Houston if any of y'all doesn't know is only about a five and a half hour drive from New Orleans we make it all the time.
0: So I think um, that stands out but also like you said it's an area that it's just such a mix. Uh, So much diversity. I think Houston now is either fourth or third largest city in the United States. And um, I think a lot around many parts of the U S there's this perception that Texas is mostly barbecue and Tex-Mex food, but you go to a city like Houston and you just have this um, crazy diversity of people and food and restaurants and and everything. So that was one thing that I really appreciated when I had spent some time in Houston was uh, just trying all these different types of cuisines, and um, was just super impressed with the food scene. Um, so I know that there's a few other restaurants that, that you wanted to feature in Houston. Um, so do you want to give it give us of yeah. those Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. I wanted to speak about there's a couple black owned restaurants that are are really thriving in the city uh in the loop uh if you're from houston you'll know what in the loop means but a uh, couple couple really great black owned restaurants it's called taste bar right off of Bagby and west timer very very good bar um long line all the time it's another bar where you are gonna have to get there two hours early and what i'm what i mean by two hours early you don't have to wait in line for two hours early you go get your ticket two hours early, and then you know you come back for dinner later. So if you're planning for dinner for seven, just go get your ticket at five. Uh, pretty rudimentary. That's kind of how the uh, the vibe is. But as you could, as you could, as you could tell, there's never um they don't do reservations just because there's always going to be reservations there because it's so good. Um, there um. Lamb chops. Their lamb chops are delicious at Taste Bar, y'all. Go get the lamb chops. Lost and Found is another black-owned restaurant. It's off of Gray Street. It's about maybe a mile, a mile and a half from Taste Bar. The vibe there is beautiful. It's a great brunch spot. Both Taste Bar and Lost and Found are both great um, brunch spots. Uh, Lost and Found, if you like to hookah, they do hookah there. Uh, The vibe there is immaculate. It's one of the best vibes and scenic view of a restaurant I've ever been to. They have outside seating, inside seating. You get a nice view of the downtown skyline. It is terrific, y'all. And then another one I wanted to shout out was in the Third Ward turkey leg hut. Now, turkey leg hut is exactly what it sounds like. You can get yourself a big turkey leg. But each of these turkey legs are seasoned and filled differently. For instance, some turkey leg has mac and cheese in it. Some turkey legs have brisket in it, I believe. Um, and just a whole, uh, you know, different other, you know, variety of things that you can stuff a turkey leg in it. And uh, it, it's a great bar. Um, and, you know, these are, you know, three black-owned bars I kind of wanted to shout out during this podcast. Taste Bar, Lost and Found, Turkey Leg Hut. They're all doing great things. But if you want to know where to get the best, the absolute best food in Houston is simply on the street. You have to get to the taco stands. These taco stands are the best taco food you'll ever, or Mexican food you'll ever find. They're delicious. They're cheap. a dollar $1, $1.50, maybe $2 max tacos. You can get as many of them as you want. And that's where you're going to find the real authentic Mexican food here in Texas.
0: Yeah. You know, one little uh, anecdote that I have, I, I was actually in the Houston airport in uh, this past November. So I was, I was flying to Mexico, to Guadalajara to visit a friend for for a long weekend. And I had this layover in Houston. And when I, I was in the airport and uh, I was able to you know, kind of get into one of the lounges and um, all I heard in the lounges was, was Spanish. <laughs> um, so, you know, I I think sometimes, um, people forget, you know, how much there is sort of this, uh, Mexican influence. in. I think especially in the big cities like Houston and Austin, and I've never been to Dallas before, San Antonio as well. Um, there, yeah, there's a big influence of, of, uh, Mexican culture. Um, so that was another thing that I found, uh, when I was, when I was in Houston was, was really great Mexican restaurants. Um, some nice, uh, very modern, innovative Mexican restaurants as well, that that were um, just kind of trying new things that you don't find at, at, a, at a typical Mexican restaurant in the United States. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, of, of these restaurants that that you just listed as well, uh, Turkey Leg cut sounds uh, so unique, like, um, you know, being able to get a big turkey leg with all these different toppings on it and things like that. Um, that sounds like that sounds like a really good, uh, you know, filling filling meal. If you're looking for something with a lot of flavor, the uh, the portions are just like large. Like I'm I'm looking at some of these photos that they have on Google Images. And, Let me
1: tell you something. Um, one if portion you- is for two and a half people, maybe three. Like it's that big. Um, you don't got to order a lot of
0: turkey leg, hunt, y'all.
1: One turkey leg is definitely good enough for two of y'all for sure.
0: And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I mean, the turkey leg itself is massive, but then they, they just load it with these toppings. Like there, there's like a sauce, they throw other things on top of it. So yeah, it just looks very, very flavorful and and delicious really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. But yeah, those are the cities I've been to, um, tasted a lot of great food, gained a lot of weight since college, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, it's a good weight and, um, you know, it's good food and I, and I enjoyed it and hopefully y'all can enjoy some of the restaurants I shouted
0: out today. And so let me give you one more, one more question about Houston. Um, so obviously Texas is known for the barbecue. I know you mentioned, uh, Papa's barbecue as one place. Um, so is, is barbecue something that, um that you really enjoy like do you have any recommendations for places where you would go to get barbecue or like do you have a particular order that you like to to have when you go to one of those spots
1: yeah when i go get barbecue in texas i go to my friend's backyard that's just me saying the texas barbecue is not in my opinion up to par with like if you go get like tennessee barbecue or some of those other real southern you know, Missouri barbecue, that might be one of those ones, Kansas barbecue. I just don't think Texas barbecue is that good. There's not a lot of good restaurants, um, that, that have Texas barbecue, you know, I'm going to be completely honest. And this is my favorite state, but it's just not what it hits out here in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that that's, uh, that's, that's totally understandable. I mean, I think, again because Houston Houston is not your like stereotypical like country small city town that, yeah, yeah exactly. that, that doesn't have much to offer other than than a barbecue restaurant because you have so many options around Houston and I mean I remember having great Japanese food in Houston and having um we actually there was a really cool South African restaurant that we had found and um, yep. Yep. yeah. Just, like, so many different options um, that you don't really have to, like, limit yourself to to just checking out the barbecue when you're there.
1: That is true. I think it's a lot to do with the diversity of the of the city. And, you know, it's not just the food. You know, when I have, when you know, why is Indian food a lot of popular? Well, there's a lot of Indians. Why is, you know, Chinese food a lot of popular? There's a lot of Chinese. Why is African food a lot of popular? There's a lot of Africans. So there's a lot of, it's a diverse city, a diverse culture. We're not just running for the beef or the ribs or something like that. We kind of want to taste some of our own and some of other culturally ethnic, you know, type of cuisines outside of just barbecue. And I think that's what we lack. Now, if you go to smaller, you know, Texas cities like Giddings or Waller or, um, you know, just some of these Conroe, uh, maybe Baytown or something like that. You might get some good barbecue out there, but um, in a big in a big you know texas city like houston the barbecue is not prevalent as much
0: well um i think this this was was really awesome to get all of your insights on different places around the country we covered we covered the northeast the midwest the south um i I never know what to say about texas like is it the south is it is it uh just its own thing i i guess it is i mean it's a it's a massive state and it kind of is the bridge between the Southwest and, and, the, and the South, I guess. But um, yeah, we, uh, we, we covered a lot of, uh, of different restaurants. So it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, as we're wrapping up, is there anything else that, that we missed that you wanted to mention? Um, or, you know, any other, uh, I guess, the anecdotes that you have?
1: Um, Not really. We pretty much touched upon everything. I think just locally, if you want to, if you want to take it there, if you want like, uh, national or regional fast food joints. Whataburger is a staple here in Houston um, or in Texas or the South in general. Whataburger is is, is going to be above any of your McDonald's or Burger King or Jack in a Box or Chick-fil-A. Uh, Shipley's Donuts. Shipley's Donuts is a staple in Houston. You're not going to find any better donuts. It's better than Krispy Kreme. It's better than all those other spots. If you ever get out here, you want some just quick local food, something you get for $5, $2, $3, Shipley's Donuts, Whataburger in Houston. Um, those are the way to go. Other than that, man, I just got to get out there and can, continue to try more food. Get on the West Coast a little bit. Uh, we can start talking about sushi and stuff, right? <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The next thing, uh, you know, we need uh, to plan, plan a weekend for you to come out to San Francisco and then I'll show you all the, uh, the good restaurants around here. And, um, yeah, I mean, we had, we had some good memories, uh, hanging out in Houston, um, a couple years back. And it was especially fun to, to go back and walk down memory lane with, uh, all the stuff in Bloomington and, and the, uh, four years that we spent there. So, um, yeah thank you for coming on the podcast today and sharing all of all of your experiences and your memories um i think this is uh one of the longer episodes i've done so it was awesome that we had uh so much so much to talk about and um yeah just a lot of a lot of good restaurants to go through so thanks for for doing the episode
1: hey andrew this is a great podcast food for thought y'all i appreciate you having me it was a privilege to you know talk about my experiences and uh Till next time, Andrew. Yep, next time.
0: And uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode. And we'll see you next time. Welcome, listeners, to a bonus segment of today's episode. We're actually recording this a few days after we recorded the main episode. But uh, we were just having so much fun that we had to uh, just get a little more content in here. And there's actually one more restaurant in Houston that we wanted to highlight. Um, And this restaurant is called The Breakfast Club. So, Chica, if you want to go ahead and uh, tell us all about The Breakfast Club, what it's like there.
1: Yeah, so uh, we were were having a great time and running through so many restaurants. Uh, I honestly I, I can't believe I, I left this one now and I had to circle back with Andrew because we had to talk about it, and it's a it's a staple in Houston and it's called the Breakfast Club. Now the Breakfast Club is in the third ward. It's a it's a black-owned brunch spot. Um, the reason it's so impactful or meaningful, especially to Houston, it's one of the first you know br- black-owned brunch spots, uh, in this area of of Houston, which is a little bit outside or kind of connected to midtown um known for their chicken and waffles that's that's a staple there and it's uh definitely a place that you need to visit if you're a tourist uh very iconic it's one of the pioneers of of brunch spots in the houston and 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 how we do things out here uh which is brunch is very very popular and the breakfast club is one of the first ones to launch and, and create that lane that uh a lot of restaurants has also followed. Um, just a really, really great restaurant. Uh, if you're going there, uh, you know I can't, I can't uh, say this any, any enough. But you got to get there early if you don't mind waiting. Um, it's actually expanded a few times within the last couple of years, but because of the popularity, uh, there's always a wait outside. There's always a wait. But one of the one of the good things about that wait is that it's worth it. Like, the chicken and waffles is amazing here. Uh, The Breakfast Club, um, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the best restaurants in Houston is something that you you definitely got to
0: experience for yourself. So if you're going to the Breakfast Club, uh, what is your specific order when you'll go there? When I go to the Breakfast Club, my specific order is
1: obviously the the chicken and waffles. You cannot go wrong with the chicken and waffles. Um, Probably the best I've had. And uh gotta get it with the side of grits. Grits there are amazing. Uh, I know some people put sugar in the grits. Some people put garlic. Some people put uh, just different things, and they'll make it the way you want to make it. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be delicious. It's gonna be delicious. Wanted to add, you know, the Breakfast Club is only open until about 2 p.m. It is a specific brunch spot, so definitely get there early. Um, if you do see the line, the line moves. I'm not gonna lie to y'all, the line does move, so don't don't be intimidated by it. But uh, yeah, the chicken and waffles, chicken and waffles
0: and grits. Tell them I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm uh, just looking through, you know, photos on on Google Maps, and the the food looks great. These these waffles covered in the powdered sugar with some strawberries, and you got the fried chicken on the side. They got some uh, French toast. So, yeah this this is another spot I'll have to check out. Over seven thousand reviews on on uh, Google Maps, so definitely, like you said, um, very popular. Very popular. Very very popular. Very popular. Well known around the area, um, and. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just, you know, since this is a few days after we we wrapped up recording, I have been just, you know, doing editing on the episode and looking up different photos that I'll be posting with the episode on Instagram and everything. And I still uh, am very impressed with the turkey leg hut. I have to go back and just give <laughs> one, one more shout out. Yeah. Um, because those turkey legs, they're big and they really, uh, they really load them up with a lot of good stuff on top of them and on the sides as well. They do. They do. So, all right. Well, that was uh, one final, one final uh, restaurant to feature in Houston, and we did quite a few. And again, covered a lot of good stuff on the episode. So, I don't know. This was one of my longest episodes. Might just have to to bring Chica back on the podcast again sometime and do a, a part two at some point in the future. So, thank you, listeners, again for tuning into today's episode, and we will see you next time.
1: You know not mess, you know not you know not